night showing of balls to it is not suitable for younger viewers and could cause offense. The program may also contain scenes where strobe lighting is present. Welcome to episode 12 of Balls to It. Uh, I'm Andrew Clark, joined this week by Paul Clark and Daniel Hargreaves. Ian Taylor was supposed to return this week, however, he sacked us off again to go to the pub. Play with old man's nuts. Is it episode 12? Episode 12. That's crazy. I, I thought that as well. I fucking didn't think we'd get past episode one, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I did, have to, I did have to check which episode this was because it, it's been like weeks. Um, are we doing like series? Like, are we doing like, like, say, 15 episodes in a series and then having like a long break? It's not a line of duty. It's not a line of duty. We don't just. Yeah, we can leave on a cliffhanger, couldn't we? Yeah. We can say Bobham's <laughs> test results were. <laughs> And then end, and you'll find out season two. What, what, Ian what? was touched in the bumhole. <laughs> and that was, that was you this week, weren't it, Dan? I know, yeah. yeah. I've so got, our yeah. listeners, Dan was yeah. probed in the bottom during this week. Yeah. So he let us a, all know. That's something for me to share. I had a, I had a prostate check, which all men should be doing, uh, 30 years and above. Um, but what, was the, the, what put me off the most thing was because the, the doctor kept referring to my anus as back passage. He goes, um, and I'll talk you through the whole procedure, right? So it, I've, I've never felt so vulnerable in my entire life. I went into the office, sat down, and the doctor was like, okay. Uh, and he spoke like this as well. Okay, I'm just going to examine um, your abdomen, abdominal area first, and then I'm going to insert my finger into your back passage just to make sure there's nothing to be you know, too worried about. It's, it's, it's it's a worry off the mind. Um, so I was like, all right, okay, fair enough. So I lay on the sofa, lay on the back first, and he prodded around in my stomach. He goes, that's all fine. And then he asked me to pull my shorts down, uh, turn onto my side and pull my knees up to uh, my chest, but what I did, what I did, like a knob, I went too early with it. Um, so, so I pulled right. my shorts down. No, no, no. <laughs> I would pull my shorts down, pull my knees up. But the man, he, he, like he, he wasn't ready, so he hadn't even got the gloves on at this point. So I was there flashing my bum hole for a good like three minutes, longer than I should have been. Should have been. And I, I could see him like so. I was on the side with my knees up. And I kept looking over my shoulder and he was still in his chair at one point. And I was like, what am I doing? So I felt really awkward. So I kept putting my knees down and then eventually he got his, like, he got his lubed up like, and he lubed his finger up. And he goes, first of all, I'm just going to um, check the outside of the anus <laughs> to make sure that's good. Cool. So he started like rubbing my bum hole. I was like, oh, don't get a semi, don't get a semi, don't get a semi. <laughs> and, then, and then honestly, he said it was just like up to the first knuckle or something. There's no way. He put put off his fist up there I'm telling you now I've never felt so uncomfortable and he was like it was like stabbing at it it was like it was like going back and forth wiggling it around and then and then what the most embarrassing thing was right and I wasn't sure if this was like a normal procedure when he took his finger out he goes I'm just going to wipe the anus <laughs> as if I'd shat myself <laughs> like, it, like Bob's you've had this before haven't you so like have, yeah. do they wipe your bum afterwards yeah they do it's to wipe the lube oh, I literally thought I'd shat myself I thought when he pulled his finger out there was like liquid that came out it's literally the first the first thing I thought as well like, what do you mean wipe my ass yeah <laughs> I was like, like, like I've got a dirty bum or anything like that and then um, yeah that was an experience but yeah it was, it was all fine he goes yeah nothing to worry about but bloody hell what an experience Paul you need to go I'm thinking about it to be honest. You've sold it to me, Dan. Honestly, mate. It's I a mean, dream. if he's only getting up to knuckles, I want elbows. <laughs> I, was, I said to him, You're gonna need more lube than that, mate. <laughs> I, want, I want him to tickle the intestine. <laughs> Joe, can you um, imagine if he goes, um, turn on your side and pull your knees up to your shoulder? Uh, to your I chest. don't know if I, I could like, get my knees up that high, mate. To be honest, I know. Yeah. What you're gonna have to do, Paul, is get onto your back and just lift your legs up like that. <laughs> so Starfish. <laughs> So obviously that's your news from the week. I think this yeah. is a good way to start the podcast. Uh, news of the week. Yeah, it's Dan's news of the week. He was angry oh, probed. God. Yeah. My news of the week is I'm um I'm launching a book. Oh yeah, um, yeah, decent. It's uh going to be called uh, Idiot's Guide to Dating in the 21st Century. Ah, oh, I like it. Nice. And it's going to discuss kind of dates that I've been on since becoming a single man. How is that? How's the dating life going? Um, it's it's on hold at the minute. 
I've yeah. got I've got seven chapters in my book. Let you all in and let you know what they're called. What yeah. I've tried to do is um. Can we have a discussion about names? Like, can we call it Saturday Night Beaver or something like that? No, no. Listen, Saturday Night Beaver. <laughs> The book name we'll get to once I've sorted all my chapters out, but what we've got to remember is that the chapters are to thought, right? What I want to do is link it each date to a song, li- song lyric. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, chapter one's obviously introduction. Um, Good and song. the intro, no, the introduction obviously that's but it's going to be called Where It Began. I can't begin to know when the first line of the wonderful sweet Caroline to get you all in the fucking mood. <laughs> Chapter two is going to be my first, my last, my wizard's sleeve. <laughs> Instead oh of my, my everything. <laughs> Bloody hell. Chapter three is going to be champagne and why no cry for thee, for the day I went on with the alcoholic. <laughs> uh, chapter four is we're shaking on baby now. Shaking on baby now. That's for the day I went on with the first... I sang it as well. I was made it all worse than me. I sang it. Number number five, chapter five is before I fall to pieces. The razor light classic. Oh, there's so many questions. Like, fuck it, where are you meeting these people? In the avenues and alleyways. That Tony Christie. Exactly. That's what it's all about. What happened in them avenues and alleyways? Intriguing that one. And forests. And then number seven was from last week when England were playing Hungary. Um, oh. I was playing something else. <laughs> they call me Mr. Bombastic. Hey. So, yep, that's my week in words. I like that, Bob's. Paul. Yeah, that's two interesting stories there. Bob, what have you got? Make sure it's a good one. I haven't so, got anything. I can't, I, can't, I can't live up to that. 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 <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yes, the week in words. Dan, thank you for your week. Uh, my week, I'm yeah. writing a book about my dating. No, I've just gone back to work. It's really quite fucking boring, to be honest. Been testing people. Boring now, yeah. I think obviously I think both of you is now like at work tomorrow you were sitting doing whatever you do singing to yourselves oh, I'm singing on baby now but the worst thing is the image in my head <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing it now without having some appalling honestly it's <laughs> you imagine having a bum hole in your face <laughs> Well, lads, can, we, uh, can, we, can we actually get on with the podcast now? That's a penguin. Uh, right. So, uh, on the oh, back... Look, hang on. Before, look, look what I'm drinking, by the way, as well. Pills now. Zero alcohol. Why? Well, I figured... There's another one of the part of my week is that I want to cut down, like, drinking midweek because I'm getting too sloshed and going into work. So, but I've still got the first on. Do you know what I mean? Or you get back from work. It's like, oh, I love a beer now. So, I brought some of these one from Aldi. Pills now. Zero percent alcohol. But they taste unreal. So, they take the edge off. But I'm still sober. So. Can, can I? Can I just ask? Did you buy them accidentally? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not these ones. I brought these purposely, but I I did get into zero percent alcohol by accident because I brought Peroni's ones and I was furious when I found <laughs> out there was zero percent. I was like, I'm not even pissed. About eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's I'm just a fire. waste of time. <laughs> oh no! Honestly, they tasted unreal. Yeah, it must be a placebo thing because. Sometimes I do feel a bit pissed out of them, but it's not. You're naturally it's high nice. on life, mate. That's what it is. You're naturally what it is, high yeah. on life. And it's quite a pleasure. I'm doing the podcast sober. I don't think I've ever done that. And yet you've just told our whole 19 listeners how you got fingered by a man. It's been fantastic. Have no, I told the 19 listeners about my book or is that scrapped? I feel like that might be scrapped. I think. I, I don't I, think. I, I think, think no, I think we'll get up. Keep some point. of it in. We'll get up to the bit where Dan sings Shake It On Baby and then I'm going to put Spanish Flea in there. You know that song? And then just come back <laughs> halfway through. Well, come back at like, um before I fall to pieces. Yeah. Before, before I fall, fall to, to pieces. And then, it, and, then it, and then it carries on playing somehow because it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just get the title names and don't like, yeah. and keep yeah, the don't title the names in and not the example of what it was about. Yeah. That's probably for the best. That yeah, might be for the best. In case I mean, could, any the of fact these... that you two have actually sat there and gone, oh, fuck. <laughs> I might need to revisit the name of Shaking on Baby and what it's... I just forgot how harsh this podcast can get sometimes. <laughs> You're normally drunk, Dan. That the images. I know, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. 
Imagine Jump falling down the stairs. <laughs> we are 11 minutes into this, and I've already probably got about eight minutes worth of editing to do. So Keep all my bum hole story. In oh, there. we're going to keep the bum hole story. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep um, the but, book story. We'll just take anyway, out what it's all yeah, about. Yeah. We, are a, we are a sports podcast, and I've done absolutely nothing this week apart from... Well, no, I haven't done anything. So, um, this week, the World Cup qualifiers have been in full swing. The international break, obviously, is everyone's favourite thing. Everyone absolutely adores it. Before you went to the Andorra game, which uh, was thrilling, obviously. Um, yeah, well, obviously. Um, but the, on the back of these qualifiers, obviously, we have the international break. Arsene Wenger's come out and said that he wants to have the World Cup every two years instead of every four years. Someone needs to tell Arsene Wenger to fuck off. I think that what needs to happen is not so much to do with having World Cups or European Championships every two years or whatever. I think that the system's good. I think the European Championships are good where the Euro teams play each other. And then the World Cup's good because you start playing the Africans and the South Americans and the the Asian teams. You know, and it's like you you enjoy it because you're playing teams, you you know, England versus Paraguay. Very rarely happens unless it's a World Cup. What they need to do, I think, to improve world football in general is also have like a a B World Cup for the shit nations. (laughs) So like San Marino and Andorra and Liechtenstein and fucking Faroe Islands. They should all, you know, Bolivia, um, fucking Tibet. They should all be like, and they should have like Tibet away. (laughs) Kind of like run it at the same time. But say like you've got England versus Germany at eight o'clock on the night. That five o'clock should be like fucking Liechtenstein versus um, North Korea. Yeah, I'd be up for that. I'd watch that, mate. I'd watch that purely for North Korea. Be hilarious. Yeah, just to see (laughs) Kim Jong Un fucking goalkeeper (laughs) shitting himself every time they're on the attack. Fucking tanks pointing at the Lichtenstein That's comedy value. No, but, no, but seriously, I, I do think that these little nations, and what's the point in Andorra and San Marino being in a World Cup qualifying group with England? And Poland. Who and brought Hungary. this up? Was it like was it Gary Neville or something like that? And said, and then uh, the Andorra dude piped up and said, "Nah, nah, we love it. Like, don't we don't need to be playing." Yeah, they love it because they're playing at Wembley. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. but that's, that that's like Toysley Tigers playing at Wembley, though. I know. Mate, I went I there. We could have made sun- it. I went there on Sunday to watch that England Andorra game because I, I signed up to the England Supporters Club. Oh you know, yeah, nice. at the end of the Euro, so I'm going to be. Well. I'm going to be going to lots of England games with my pal from up here. Um, well, as much as we can. He goes all the time anyway. He travels all over the world with him. But the thing that pissed me off about the game, I, you always knew it was going to be shit because we're playing Andorra. So I didn't go with any expectations that I was going to an amazing England game like yeah. the Euros. But then you had these people who had gone, like hanger-oners from the Euros, who were fucking, like, they were smashed. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm like, yeah. mate, we're playing Andorra? Know, You're lying yeah. down in a galley, yeah. and then, then because the game was shit, and people behind us saying stuff like, uh, get him a mattress to pussy hole, or fucking <laughs> start shouting KSI, fucking KSI. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I looked at my mouth, I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, but these kids had never been to. I remember my first football game, I didn't shout shit like that. When I was singing, like, and then people started making paper airplanes and trying to find yeah, the commentators yeah. onto the pitch and like getting excited if it got to the pitch. I'm like, well, I'm out here. Yeah. If this is the new football fan. I'm gone. I'm done. Yeah. The first half was a joke. That was so boring. It was so boring. And then Southgate decided to take off our best player as well in Bellingham on the on the day. Uh, we'll get to Southgate in a minute and his lack of subs yesterday, which clearly cost us three points. Yeah, the qualifiers are just boring though. That's the thing. Like, we've battered Hungary. We've battered Andorra. To be fair, the Poland game, like you said yesterday, Dan, was quite scrappy and like a bit of a there was a bit of like spice to it. The both teams wanting to win that game and actually go at each other, but it's very rare during the qualifiers you get a game like that because they're trying. It was to quite clear them. that Poland wanted to obviously kind of get under the skin of England quite a lot, but like mm-hmm. they were they were throwing, and the referee was awful. What was he doing? Yeah, he was a tackle of. Um, uh, Phillips was a joke and then someone completely took out Grealish like moments later and didn't even get a freaking a booking wasn't it or was it, or did yeah, it no he didn't get he didn't get a booking and then he booked Maguire <laughs> um, after Camille Glick basically just like pinched the back of yeah. Walker's, Walker's chin. chin that's it yeah no, yeah I saw that he was trying to he was on the wind up all, all game Glick 
He, he loved it. He was all over it. He was like, I'm going to fucking try and wind up Harry Kane. And then Kane I think they all like, work. And that was their game plan to try and just unsettle us. A little bit when it worked, to be fair. Harry Kane. Well, one of the discussions this week on TalkSport has been, um, is Harry Kane world-class, right? And they had this Man United fan on. And he was saying, no, he's not. You know, Oh, I, I heard him. Absolute bellends. He, yeah, joker. He, he was talking out of his arse so bad. He's, yeah. He actually said, and I actually like wrote this down because it, it wound me up. First. I listened to that. Yeah, I was listening on the way back from work yesterday. And it just like shocked me that people don't think that he's world class. Like, how is he not world class? But you can be the best at your game, but you're not world class. If you're the best at something, that means you're world class at something. He's just ridiculous. And then he, there, was a, there, was a, there was another guy talking about... Um, Man City, and he was happy that Man City didn't buy him because he wouldn't have he wouldn't have scored the goals that made the difference. Yeah, but, stupid. Just call us on on that uh, on sports radio, whatever it is. Yeah, We're just idiots. Oh, Villa fans. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, Villa fans do call up, and you should hear some of the shit they come out with. It's a joke. Mate, I, I, I don't even question it. But yeah, so the qualifiers were good. You know, we're we're pretty much through. We're going to Qatar, aren't we? Um, yeah, we've got Andorra and San Marino to play, so there's another six points. Yeah, Might as well just yeah. put them on now. Then yeah, Albania no. and Hungary at one home. Thing, one yeah. thing I did pick pick up uh, from the, the conversations was Bamford started against Andorra. And whilst Bamford obviously played pretty well this year, Jamie O'Hara, I, I actually kind of agree with him. He said the words, he gave a cap out like it was confetti. Do you think like Bamford deserved to start over someone like Calvert-Lewin who probably, who didn't get a minute, he didn't get on the pitch at all? Like was it any point in... It, it doesn't matter. We played Andorra. He could have yeah. picked like fucking Frank Smith, Dacrington. Like Benton and Hedges. Literally, this is what I'm saying. There needs to be some kind of like breaking these teams being in qualifiers because what's the like, literally what is the point? Well, I've said that that's why the, that Nations League has happened, doesn't it? They're... Yeah, but that's what's that doing? That's shit as well. The only thing is, is they glorified friendlies against good teams. That's all that. This is just make friendlies a bit more competitive so that you don't yeah. put 10 subs on. How shit are Ireland, by the way? Oh, awful. And Wales. Ugh. Wales, yeah. Wales Absolutely were talking about like, catching up Belgium and then they drew with Estonia. Yeah, and even their game against Belarus or something away, they were awful. So, so bad. I tried to relied on Bale to get them out of the hole again. Yeah, and they scored last minute. He scored two penalties, though. It wasn't like it wasn't as though he like he changed the game by himself. He scored two penos and just just finished one at the end. Um, but overall, Wales were absolutely dog shit. Yeah, I mean, Scot- Scotland as well. Scotland, to be fair, I think they'll get into the playoffs. If I don't see them go, going through. They're not as good. Like Northern Ireland, again, shit. Like, I don't understand how teams like that aren't producing players. If you look at the strike force for Scotland, Lyndon Dykes is Australian and Che Adams is from Sheffield or around that area. Yeah. So where do we go? Like, what's the point? What's the point in you being a young Scottish striker? Because you're never going to get in ahead of them. Yeah. Kevin Nisbet is proper Scottish. Or Rabsey. And he can't and he can't get near the... I think he started in, against Moldova. And he only beat Moldova 1-0. Imagine being a Scotland fan, going to that game. Oh. If you playing Moldova, you're going to get a few goals and you fucking win 1-0. Well, that's what I thought about the Wales at home yesterday against Estonia. Sounds like you had money on them, Dan. No, I did. They were part of my accumulator that ruined me. <laughs> you're saying you're not Welsh, are you? I'm no, kick you I'm off not, this just, podcast right now. Uh, yeah, I apologise to our Welsh just, listeners, but you're assholes. <laughs> the only reason I brought it up because I'm so angry with them. I had eight, fall, eight teams, and that was the one team that let me down. Couldn't even beat Estonia at home. I can Furious. feel it. I can feel that. I can feel the anger through the. Uh, through the... I don't want to talk oh, about it. Move on. <laughs> But you're talking depth about having a finger up the bum. You, you, yeah. don't, want to talk about, you don't want to talk yeah. about that was, that was in some kind of a relief. <laughs> so. Right, nothing more we, we, we can really say about the World Cup qualifiers. So we're going to move on to Dan's favourite things. Now, I know by the look on his face, he hasn't thought about anything. But I have, actually. Oh, you have? Chocolate hobnob, chocolate digestive, rich tea can fuck off. Those are a few of my favourite things. What are yours, girl? Um, so it's all in the, like in the party spirits, basically. Um, I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff at work, and I'm on, on the drive to work. And this question popped up, and I thought well, that's an interesting one. So I'm going to fire it to you two. If you're going on on a, on a Saturday night out, if you could pick three current. Premiership footballers to take with you. Who would you pick? Have you got this off Ben Foster's podcast? I think it was, yeah. With Troy Deeney. But he said yeah. any sports person. 
you go on a bender with. Yeah, and, and Danny picks Gascoigne. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, past or present, he said, yeah, that was it. Yeah, he was from that uh, because they brought up Gascoigne and they brought up. Um, it wasn't even. He was going to take Ben it was Foster. Like Russell Brand as well at one point, and I thought I thought about it. I thought that's a really interesting question, but I wanted to try and make it a little bit tougher. And I thought, who are the characters in the Premiership now, like current footballers? Because you can talk about Gascoigne, and everyone knows what a character he was. Well, I want to talk about like current footballers now. Who would you so take? Have to play? They're not out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, Jamie Vardy. All right. He's having a party and he's gonna bring the vodka and the Charlie, so he's already <laughs> he's already in. Get him, get him going. Um, if you're right. going on that thing, you might as well fucking choose Harry Maguire because he's like he's due to Jaeger and the vodka. He's <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. massive. Yeah. yeah, there we go then. So we got two in. We got <laughs> Maguire as well. It's like Mendy from Man City. Uh, Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he ain't going to no parties anytime soon. <laughs> well, he is. He's going behind them. <laughs> him and Sigurdsson are gonna have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking Mendy! <laughs> did you see that tweet? Did you see that tweet of him though? It was a training uh, session. The once it was him and some other player, and he put Beauty and the Beast. Who's who? <laughs> who fucking know who the Beast is? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Vardy Maguire. Who else uh, would it take? Who looks like it, they'd actually have a like decent? You gotta think who, who would be a decent loose drinker. cannons as well. Yeah. Someone who can drink, someone who like who will just be a good night out. Is it Premier League only? I want to say Premier League only, yeah, because yeah, it's just more uh, relevant to listeners that are probably listening to it. Uh, yeah, Vardy, Maguire. It's a tough one, isn't it, when you get thinking about it? Well, I've got two of mine. So, I'm Go on, Paul. so I'd, I, obviously in my predicament, you all heard about my book coming out about dating. I'd yeah. take uh, Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden. Because them two lads <laughs> get the women back to the room. <laughs> Good shout, yeah. Might get Deli Ali involved as well because yeah. he's had a few fucking things around. Every, everyone knows what you're up to then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only one thing I'm going for, it's the after party. You wouldn't even go out, well, yeah, you just wait in the hotel room, wait yeah, for just, them to come back. Just, <laughs> just sniffing around, rocking in my chair. Oh, right, lads. <laughs> You know what to do, boys. I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> Just keep FaceTiming them every 10 minutes. How are we getting on? How are we, we got from yeah, yeah. That's funny. Not a bad shout. That Ben Foster podcast, though, is hilarious. Really, he talks about blues quite a lot, you know. They love you know about him coming back and stuff like that. He was yeah, yeah, he yeah. had a contract yeah. in the summer. He was yeah. wearing, uh, um, wearing a blue shirt when he went Yeah, to that's when Troy Daniel was on it, yeah. Troy Daniel would be a great night out. From Leamington? I know. He's also in the championship, oh. so you can't pick him. Yeah, I know. I know. Pete, oh no, Peter Crouch is retired, isn't he? Declan um, Rice will be a good one. I think he's a good lad, you know. I think he's quite yeah. funny. I've got like interviews and stuff he's been on. Probably a little bit of like Grealish, like Rice, probably a Mount or a Grealish would be quite lively, you'd reckon. We've seen clips of them. It's hard. Like two it of is them. hard, two, yeah. Two's easy to pick. And then I'm trying to think of like foreign footballers as well because I'm picking English ones because I've, I've seen more of them on the, on the lash. Um, fucking, that's a massive daddy long legs here. Yeah, the thing, like, the my, thing my is, like, to be full of them, like dragonflies galore. Foreign footballers don't tend to be seen out getting fucking yeah, no. smashed. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you very rarely see someone like Ruben Diaz out on the pitch. I, t- I tell you who, obviously, he's not in the Premier League anymore. We're in a fucking night out, and he's a foreigner, Mario Balotelli. Yeah, that yeah. fucking. You don't know yeah. what you'd have got up to that night. You yeah, come back with true. fucking fireworks in a taxi yeah. or something. That is true. That's a good shout, that one. Fucking Roy Keane has a pundit all day long. You see him absolutely like annihilate Arsenal. Uh, did you watch that Gary Neville thing? Did, yeah, um, I watched some of that. Did you see the watch bit when he brought a thousand pound watch? That yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> he thought he was getting he he sold was a... the cheap one. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a good <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you killing dragonflies? Got... Oh, yeah, I just killed one with my towel. I thought it was Grace's. It's not, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Good job she doesn't listen to this, mate, isn't it? Um, third person, uh come on, there's gotta be someone else. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a like a foreign uh foreign based player. Well back okay, Casper Smichael, maybe. Yeah, I think you might be a decent one out. Yeah. Mm. Seems too too serious for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of goalkeepers because they're always the nutty ones, isn't there? The hail would be shit. The hail wouldn't get in. It'll get ID'd everywhere. Little prick. <laughs> I reckon Edison might be a good shout. Yeah, Edison would be a lunatic. Yeah. Lens Lehman. Lens Lehman. Yeah, I'm just thinking like nutty goalkeepers. Yeah. Like he would be a nutty on a night out, I think, if he, if he got, got loose. Have you ever seen Oliver Kahn recently? No. Looks like an old man. Obviously, yeah. he's an old man. I was going to say, but, he's probably about no, but, like, five, six, he, he looks really weird. I always remember like 
imagine him as the most German German ever. Yeah. With the non-German name. Yeah. I always thought he was the most German-looking bloke I've ever seen in my life. See him now. He's just weird. Looks like Matt Phipps. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Edit that in case he listens. Not after the way no. your wedding. Not right, okay, yes. going back to my dating stories, people. Oh, Shake no, 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 no. I'll let it out. <laughs> Edison. I'm going to take Edison. I reckon he's just going to be an absolute like prime nutter. I can't even think he was in the Premier League, you know. I know, you know what? I'm trying to think as well. I'm trying to think of... I'm trying Outside to think of, of the big teams. teams. Connor Cody yeah. might be a good shot. I reckon he'd be a decent. Getting English lad, yeah. He's like yelling. Traore. Imagine going out with him, that beast. Yeah, right. Vaselined up. <laughs> what, him and Romelu Lukaku? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the middle of them two bad boys. <laughs> I know, for me. Uh, Fucking hell. What, you got a problem? Dealing with my mates over here. <laughs> What's he got on his arm? Don't worry about that. <laughs> Romelu. I don't have names like that anymore. I might call my no, first like, form Romelu. Yeah, <laughs> name. Yeah, he's from Belgium, mate. Remember the dark horses <laughs> from the World Cup? Romelu. Oh, we're going to name it Romelu. <laughs> Rom, Romy, uh, <laughs> Romelu, Roma, Romelu. You can't say the whole thing. Well, what's going on here? We're fucking. We're going off topic, right? So Dan's favourite things is over. Uh, we're yep. now going to move on to uh, so rugby twelves. Right, I know. Before you get started about this, right? Before you kick off and say, "Oh, it's just another excuse for you to whip each other with a towel." Um, right. No one said that. What are you no. on about? What's wrong with you? It's you boys. Every time we talk about rugby. Where have you ever talked about it? Always. And what's he on about? I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. Episode one. I've been looking forward 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 to this conversation all night. Yeah, me. I've made loads of notes. So, rugby 12s, basically. 12 aside, so it's rugby league. Um, Obviously, take out three players, probably from the back row in the scrum, so it'd be five-a-side scrums. And they're doing it in a style of the... Indian Premier League where they auction the players off um, and my question is it's not to do with rugby trials itself because uh, we're not talking we talked about the two year World Cup if it's not broke don't fix it why are all like a different sports trying to copy the cricket success with these auction style bidding rather than focusing on making their competitions better for the viewer remember the wrestler the million dollar man yeah what was his theme song <laughs> Money, money. Exactly. That's the answer to your question. That's the only reason they're doing all this. The money. They can't. Sports like rugby, cricket, any fucking sport, really, in this country, can't compete with football. The amount of money that you get put in the Premier League through TV rights and everything like that. Other sports are just falling miles and miles behind. You go back to the early 90s, late 80s, before, you know, before the Premier League become the massive, you know, global flipping thing that it is now. The old Division 1 and the early days of the Premier League where, you know, the the sponsors and everything hadn't come in and poured loads of money into sport and football. It was, the football was like big men Mm. lumping balls forward. Look at the pitches and stuff that were played on. And it was like rugby. Rugby was just amateur and Obviously, didn't go professional till I'm assuming off the top of my head, the mid 90s as well. 95. Yeah. It was just so, after the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, because that's how it went about because of the Rugby World Cup. England were made to look stupid because they were playing against kids who were training every day. And But obviously, no one's coming and turned around and said, oh, the Rugby Premiership, let's launch loads of money into it and make it so that people can get a decent living. I mean, I don't know how much a professional rugby player earns. But I'm not going to assume it's that much. Depends on if they've got a central contract. So they have like, same as cricket, they have central contracts. So if they play for England, obviously they get more. If they play for Wales or whatever, they're contracted under the RFU and their club. But if they play for club level... That's what I mean. So just just take like, I don't know, fucking Billy Bugs who plays for sale. Yeah, he's probably getting probably five grand a week. If that, maybe a grand a week. And you know, we're talking... Obviously- you know, is he on the same level as a player who's playing football for Accrington? No, his, these geezers are representing supposedly rugby at the highest level in this country, but only getting paid what someone from Newport could be getting paid. Yeah. No, you're right. So, so what I mean is, is these obviously ideas of rugby 12s or the 100, which was fucking brilliant, by the way. I really enjoyed the 100. Yeah, but it's just the way of these people making more money for themselves because everyone's got to live. I feel like they're trying to make it more like family friendly as well, I guess, and more like I don't know, more enticing for like younger people, especially with cricket. 
you have to spice that up because you're not going to get younger generations into it, are you? Unless you make it a little bit more exciting, a little bit more of a more of an event rather than just sitting around watching some twats hit a ball around. Bob's camera, Bob's microphone's fucked up again. Oh. No one can Bob's hear. Here, yeah. This is the host, ladies and gentlemen, who's new fucking yeah. four thousand pound piece of equipment that doesn't work. <laughs> Me and Dan sitting here with nine nine. back on. No, just keep him off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like they're trying to make it more family friendly, but how much is too much? The modern rugby player, obviously, they can't really play midweek games on and off. Obviously, you can talk about the Lions, but that's a different matter. How much is too much for the like human body? Like cricket. They're saying like loads of them are suffering from burnout because they played the hundred, then they're playing a test series, then they're playing T Twenty, the Vitality, like, you know, the Indian Premier League, the um, the Big Bash League down in Australia. There's another one that's Car- Caribbean Premier League that's going on at the moment. How much is too much? Like I, I get well, it what you're saying. Depends who you ask Luther Van Dross that question. He'll sing "Never Too Much, Never Too Much." I just gave him on the hotline. Hang on, Luther. We've <laughs> got him down. Quite a musical theme going on with this podcast today, and there's been quite a few tunes that have been going left, right, and so I think it's good like to it. bring the, the music to the fucking the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mix like it that. up a little bit. Yeah, no, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so I, I I disagree with rugby twelves. I think it's just damage. It will damage the game in the long term. But you're right. People have to live, and if they're not getting paid a vast amount of money by whoever whichever team they play for let's use sales sharks because you use them as an example they do have to try and make some sort of money to live on because like like football like cricket rugby's career you know they could end pretty much straight away but you know 32 33 you're talking you know i'm 33 years old now i'd be over the hill in rugby but obviously i have to it's a short window to try and make a bit of money thanks for the input guys i i i give good fucking feedback yeah you yeah, did i'm listening you yeah, did. I'm listening. Dan did. No, Dan said he's Dan did say he was yeah, trying to make it family event. friendly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Other than that, come on, this is as good as you're getting out of us. <laughs> we both thought it was an absolute we're talk, shite we're talking topic. about rugby 12s. <laughs> well, we, originally, we, originally, we were going to talk about wrestling. Um, but I was know, happy to speak about wrestling, but I told know, you my opinion on that. Yeah, I know you did. Um, we're going to talk well. about wrestling because you know it's big again, it's starting to get more popular again. No, it would never be as big as Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, etc. back in the day, or Hulk Hogan, the NWO. But that's, that's a topic for another day when Ian actually fucking turns up and doesn't go to the pub like a reprobate. Um, let's move on to swiper no swiping. I need your help to stop swiping. You have to say swiper no swiping. Say it with us. Swiper no swiping. Swiper no swiping. Swiper no swiping. Oh, man. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, no, I'm only joking. Right. I'm going to go basis and kind of look a bit like Dan's thing here, where Dan does oh, his favourite things. But I'm not going to do favourite things. I'm going to discuss current situation at Birmingham City. Um, obviously, everyone's known. I say everyone. I'm assuming all the 12 people know about the issues that we've had with stands. Underneath of the stands are basically crumbling to all kinds of shite. Obviously, they put measures in place now where they're getting barriers up and manage for tomorrow night's game to open so those who are listening to this when I say tomorrow's night we're doing this on a Thursday night and Birmingham play Derby tomorrow might not be out until tomorrow or even Saturday depending on how quickly the admin boy can get things done um, some of us are super busy but um, obviously they left it till gone six o'clock this evening to let season ticket holders in the tilt and upper know that they can actually sit in the seats that they paid for. The people who have bought season tickets in the upper cup still are unable to sit in their actual season ticket seats. So if you've bought a season ticket in the upper cup and it's costing you £469, tomorrow you might be in row C of the paddock. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that don't know about that, um, that's like, you know... Winning a holiday and then finding out you're going to fucking Wales or something. (laughs) 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 But so what what I'm obviously suggesting, obviously that the whole thing's been an absolute shambles on behalf of the club. The communication about it's been terrible, leaving it last minute. Earlier in the season, they were throwing ballots out where people who, like say, had season tickets couldn't go to games because there weren't enough seats. Um, People had bought tickets to go to 
the Stoke game earlier in the season on like a, a general sale thing, but they all had to be cancelled. They've been told they have to wait 30 working days or something for their refunds to go in. It, honestly, it's turning into an absolute fucking... And the thing is, it's like you get your good news. So Troy Deeney signing, fucking wonderful. Everyone's buzzing off the tits. Yeah. How the fuck's Birmingham signed Troy Deeney? I know. Followed by, yeah, you've signed Troy Deeney, but the stand still ain't fit. We don't know if they're <laughs> yeah, going to be ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We forgot to hand in the important bit of paperwork for the council to go over. Yeah, I read it. this. Yeah, then, yeah. Someone must have accidentally put it in the shredder. Fucking <laughs> hell. But this that is what I mean. So, so my question is going to swiping no swiping is what's the biggest shambles in life or sport or both you give one you give two answers that you you can think of <laughs> this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and we have a winner <laughs> congratulations you've won yourself a holiday to peterborough you're going to peterborough next saturday <laughs> don't know how you get in there <laughs> make your own way <laughs> that's it yeah Oh, um, um, let's have a look. Oh, no, yeah, okay. Um, I've got one. The biggest shambles for me was uh, playing for Tisley Tigers as a child. Now, it's not because, not the original Tisley Tigers when we actually had transport. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the second Tisley Tigers where we were the Public Transport Alliance. We were <laughs> fucking all like, we couldn't pay subs. We barely could pay the referee. It was run by my uncle, who, if anyone listening knows can my just, uncle, is please, a fucking loon. Honestly, <laughs> can I just stop you there for one second? It's absolutely mental that you said that. Now, people might think this is a coincidence. One of our listeners, I won't name his name, I spoke to him this morning, um, and literally we were talking the exact thing about that, about <laughs> how one of the players, because he didn't bring his subs, the manager, our uncle, again, won't name any names, kicked off, went absolutely fucking mental because he needed them subs to buy a, a plug charger. And <laughs> 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 Fuck the referee. Fuck the Coronation League. He needed a charger head plug because he couldn't charge his phone. How are we going to get home in a taxi? We're going to have to get the 11 bus. That away game, we had to have like the bus, Redditch. the train, Redditch. the coach or something. And a yeah. taxi Redditch away. Well. Redditch away. Absolute joke. Half hour drive. No, no, no. Four hours. <laughs> six, <laughs> six in the morning for a 10.30 kick <laughs> Got there, we were Fuck absolutely you know. knackered, and then it was yeah. like we had. But it's because like you'd see the parents, and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take my kid." And like one parent had turned off for eleven children. We'd have oh, absolutely no one. And that then we'd have, a, we'd have a pre-match pre-match breakfast at the cafe at the top of the hill before we got the number eleven to Billsley Common. So we're already like heaving because we've just had a full English breakfast. <laughs> it oh, was yeah, fucking that. horrendous. That trip, that trip to to Redditch, it wasn't that. We got to the to New Street Station and we're all ready to go. And they're like, it's a rail replacement bus. That's it. Yeah, I remember being on a bus for some reason. Rail replacement approach. bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just a fucking shambles. And, and then, then when we got off that, we had to get taxis, didn't we? Yeah, we had to get taxis, didn't we? <laughs> all the trains had stopped. It was so late. Uh, yeah, what an absolute joke that was. Well, uh, I don't know why you're thinking back like it was nothing but a joke. Literally, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the manager of the team used well, to use the it. subs oh. yeah. to either pay debts or buy fags. <laughs> <laughs> or for that TV, yeah, the one yeah, in the pounds. Because he had pounds in his TV. He used the pounds to put in his telly. Yeah. We used to, it was, I remember uh, the reason why we folded as well. Um, we, we'd all gone, we'd all gone away apart from like a couple of the team. Wow. We'd all gone on a school trip to fucking Orlando. We come back to John standing in the gateway going, that's it. I fucking packed it in. I packed it uh, in. We've got he packed it in every week though, didn't he? Packed, he packed it because it the, every... the Coronation League or whatever league was in Central Warwickshire had basically turned around and said, you owe us £684 in back payments. <laughs> <laughs> you, we are liquidising your club. <laughs> right, we'll come back with a different name. Sporting Castle. Sporting Castle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the best uh, kit on the market as well. Well, we actually got a sponsor that paid for us to have a kit. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd have just been wearing white T-shirts or you wearing yeah. PE. That was, the, <laughs> that was the, uh, the that was the wagon and horses, weren't it? We had that really, really like awesome kit, but we couldn't. No uh, wagon horses. We had the white and blue night kit. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but then we changed. That, that they kind of like decided that they they wanted their pub drinkers 
So we got kicked to the yeah. curb, made a new team, yeah. and then we had the green and white striped Hommel kit. Oh, yeah. That was, that was it. Nice yeah, kit. yeah. That, it, it, that was more organised. This was not more organised. Yeah, because was... we didn't let John have any fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who trusted oh. that guy to be, be the treasurer? Honestly, he was the treasurer, the manager, the orange peeler. It was fucking like... It was funny, because when we did training, as well over the field, trying to watch him go over that fence to sneak in. Do you remember? He had to climb that fence to get in, just to get just to be part of training. <laughs> oh, funny, man. Dude, we could have used Williams Lane Park, but nah, nah. We'll just yeah. use... We use the fields where it's harder to get into. <laughs> the thing is, we were the second incarnation of Ties and Tigers were pretty decent. We were challenging for like the, the top of the league. And it was just, I don't know how, because we were a fucking shambles. It was a joke. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a good one, that is. I think that's if it's ultimate shambles. Um... I don't think we can get any worse than that, mate. Honestly. I'm, I am trying to think. Uh, yeah. I've got one. Um, I'm used to play. Uh, not so much a shambles it was just more of a like, what, what the fuck did you do that for moments <laughs> we, we, we used to play like people outside Birmingham don't know like hide and seek and stuff in Birmingham when you play outside it used to be called tracking tracking yeah or no, no one's really kind of heard that or Aki yeah. Um, yeah. well when we was playing the ones out the front you could hide in any of the gardens or anything so it's a fucking canny big area we used to hide yeah, and seek yeah I know yeah but I actually hid in in your back garden, Dan. You had yeah. like these like conifer trees, like right by your back door. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, I used yeah. to hide in there. When it got dark, it was hard to see you. Yeah. The fucking the ones I was in there, and uh, Stephen Ball come and he wanted to hide in there, and I told him to fuck off. <laughs> I'll move over, you'll get you two in there. So instead of like moving over and letting him in. I punched him in the face. Did you? Oh <laughs> I just give him a straight right hand. <laughs> Prison rules pull you up. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's like it was like it's like um the purge. Yeah, it's shambles. It was just a bit more of a fucking uh, what am I doing moments. Yeah, what, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, hedge hopping was it... a bit of a shambles. When it you remember hedge hopping, like trying to get over someone like massive hedge and just like fucking destroy all of your like body to try and get through it and their hedge. And their hedge, yeah, yeah. yeah. precious, their precious hedges, every single one of them. She's got like a body sure, print. It's a shame that Ian's not on this one because I think Ian's got a few stories locked up for a shambles somewhere. Ian, <laughs> Ian, 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 is, Ian is the shambles. Yeah, Ian, Ian, as a, Ian, as a human, is a shambles. Um, and I'm sure a few of his um stories will come to life. Um, yeah, I've got one. I've got a few. Oh, I've, I've got one actually. Bob Stagner. Where Stagdo. did Ian go? <laughs> no, yeah. it became a shambles. Yeah. It's like the Who Shot Phil scenario. Like, where yeah. did Ian go? There's fucking Hulk Hogan walking in very cold the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the worst. Because Hulk Hogan. It's because Jenny obviously rang me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. He came back with me. He fucking didn't. He didn't come back. We all came back together, and Ian didn't come back. I think I'd have noticed Hulk it's, Hogan. It's that <laughs> funny. It's because he was. I'm going to apologise to Ian. Yeah. But he turned around to me the next day. We were walking through um, Bratislava, and he went, "Mate, I thought like, what? Yes. I had a finger up my bum last night." That's a that's a breaking news exclusive. <laughs> Ian Taylor was fingered up the bum hole in Bratislava Jesus. by a big hairy bald man. Do you know what's great about this? He will listen but... to this at work with his, <laughs> with his assistant. Yeah. <laughs> I really want his assistant yeah. just to go. But then the next the next thing he said he was he was fucking held at gunpoint and taken to Prague. So God I, knows what has happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. you know. Why would anyone take it to Prague? I think, it, it, I think Ian had, Ian had, uh, had been given a bit of LSD or someone had slipped him some drugs and he slept in a doorway. And he's he did sleep in a, he slept in a doorway, but what yeah, he done, he told me he he did, where he lost his watch, he got in a taxi outside the club that we were in, got in a taxi and said he wanted to go to the, wherever we were staying, which was across the road. The taxi driver seen how hammered he was. Yeah. Thought, ah, oh, I'll have your watch. Yeah. Give him his watch. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on a loop round. He's Armani watch. He literally just drove like two seconds down the road and he was like, you're yeah. here, mate. Yeah. Like, cheers. That's 400 euro. <laughs> 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 That's your passport, please. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, I've, I've got my shambles. Got it. Right, this go is on. my shambles. Now, we're going back to the Tizy Tiger manager of the day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> on my stag do, the Tizy Tiger manager came. In his room was... Andrew, yeah. he was in my dad and my cousin Winston. 
and no, they'd all put their it. passports yeah. in the safe in the room. Oh, no. However, John forgot that they put the passports in the safe in the room and woke up one morning, went out onto the balcony and started screaming, Paul, Paul. Oh, no. So I've gone out and was like, what's up, John? I fucking lost my passport. Right. I'm not going to be out to get home. I'm going to have to walk. Fucking <laughs> I'm going to have to walk. I'm going to have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> And then my cousin Winston said, oh, you better fucking start now then, John. <laughs> <laughs> what was great about that was Winston's reaction. The more he panicked, the more Winston laughed because we all knew it was in the safe. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to fucking tell him. So yeah. The thing is, he was having a go at me. Like, I could do anything. Yeah. yeah he'd yeah. lost, he'd yeah, lost yeah, yeah. his passport. Yeah. He's in a completely different room to me. Yeah. But, but it's my fault because he's on my state. Isn't that with anyone, though? That's so funny when someone gets so wound up and you know that it's all right, but then yeah, you just no, watch him completely knew, unfold. Like, he, he didn't have his passport in the in the safe. We'd all put ours in the safe, and he'd gone into the safe. He wasn't there. Now, I knew he'd put it in a bag when we checked in. I'd watched him do it, and it's the bag of his medi- medicines. And when we look at a bag of medicines, he was walking up like fucking Breaking Bad. He came in like Narcos. There was so many pills in this bag. And he was like, he's like, oh, um, where's my passport? It's got to be here somewhere. And I said to Winston quite early on, I know where it is, but... And he went, we're going to wind him up. I was like, absolutely. Yeah. And he's shouting. Paul's in a completely different room, and Paul's like... Bob's find his passport. Find his passport. I'm like, that's just too funny. He fucking shit in a brick. It's just it's when he's when he turns around and says, "I'm gonna have to walk home." You're gonna have to walk. Like he's down at Cox Green, going back to Tyson. Yeah. Is he fucking home. Barcelona? <laughs> yeah. Can you it's swim funny, as well? Though. Then can you, mate? Yeah. He's still coming <laughs> now, and he fuck patrol. <laughs> up around cans. So yeah, I think what we've got from this is John's a shambles. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So the biggest shambles other than Blue's ground is John. <laughs> He's John. Yeah. Oh, he's actually he might be he might be above him. We'll see. Anyway, Dan, are we done? Dan, have you got any? Nah, that's it. I think we covered it in terms of John. Right, we're coming yeah. into the last bit now, which is uh, on the clock. Right, watching. Um, obviously, Ronaldo's gone back to United, and he is a lot of people's favourite player of all time. And he got me thinking: who was the first footballer that you ever thought? He is my favorite. Like I, I really idolize this person. Who's that? That that person. And then secondly, who's your best ever footballer? Now, obviously, people talk about Ronaldo, Messi, their goals, etc. Pele, Maradona. But like for you, who is the greatest footballer of all time? So we'll start with who your first ever is, and then we'll we'll move on to the greatest ever. Dan. Right. Um, being a Birmingham City fan. Um, my I had an obsession with this guy for a number of years. Um, it's back in the day. Good old Andrew Johnson, AJ, AJ Johnson growing up, loved him for some reason. I couldn't even tell you why. Um, obviously, the fact that he was, uh, it was, it was an awesome um, player for us. Um, I just had, I just I found him unreal to watch for some reason. I just loved watching him in a blue shirt. And every time he was playing, I, like, I was fixated on just watching him on the pitch for some, like, I just, I can't tell you why. It must have been the blues thing or him or Martin Granger. Um, but it had to be some sort of Birmingham City player back in the day where I just absolutely loved him. Um, best player of in my in my time, I would say, even though I haven't watched him live, would be Zinedine Zidane. In my eyes, man is graceful, unbelievable, and some of the goals he used to score, unreal. So he'd be, a good, he'd be a good night out, wouldn't he? Just dropping the nut on everyone. Yeah, yeah. Unless you do a slag off his sister every night. <laughs> Stay away from talking about your sister. You're all right, I think. There's loads there, wouldn't you? Like, I'll say David yeah. B as well. David Beckham's up there. Um, but I'll definitely say Andrew Johnson was my favourite footballer growing up to a, to, to a certain point, And then I moved on to, to the bigger names. Paul? Well, you weren't the first footballer. I never really kind of had an early footballer um, for Blues that I kind of like idolised as a kid. Because I didn't really kind of like know what idolising a footballer was. Yeah. Um, so obviously, my early days, Blues had players like fucking Andy Savile and um, fucking John Frame. I mean, Simon Sturridge is one that comes up a lot from people of my age who literally it's because he was like quick, scored goals. But we were playing like fucking FC Dog and Duck at the time. So yeah. um, my, my first Blues. I don't think we're going to get that. I think he's gone. No, we've lost Paul. So I'll move on. I'll do mine uh, while, while I'm waiting for his. 
Um, when I was younger, really, I know it's going to sound like weird. I preferred playing football than actually watching it. Oh, that's a cop out. You can't say that, though. No, no. But I think the first I was saying we all that, we all did that. The first, um, I think he's just basically saying his laptop's died, so he's just going to reboot it. My first footballer, I think, like hero, uh, bar Paul Gascoigne, obviously for obvious reasons. Probably Alan Small Shearer. Question. Probably Alan oh. Shearer, just because like he. He simplified just being a, like a, a standard footballer, but like his goals were, he just scored goals, didn't he? And I think that's what I always wanted to do. And if if I look back at, at the weird shit I used to do outside of the house when I used to celebrate, I always celebrated like I was Alan Shearer, mainly because it was fucking easy to do. But also, like this, this reminds me of like when I was younger, my um, mother, the first little bedroom I had. Um, I completely covered my entire, all four walls of my bedroom, I completely covered with posters of different footballers, doesn't matter who, like, who they played for. It was like Ravinelli, loads of Middlesbrough, loads of Newcastle, like Ginola. I got them yeah. all from, like, Match Magazine or, like, yeah. um, other magazines, and I literally just completely shoot, yeah? yeah. Completely filled it, so there's no, you couldn't even see the wall. Like, it was just non-stop posters everywhere of different footballers yeah. so that probably answers the question itself that doesn't happen what, it was just anymore. a football fan i think yeah, that's no. that, that's quite a sad thing that, that that doesn't happen anymore because like you used to basically like there was no point in wallpapering back in the 90s because you just like destroy all the wallpaper so they put some bog standard and you put like whatever you wanted up on the on the wall and yeah. I, had, I had similar things i had you know beckham and people like that because they were like but I'd say, yeah, Shearer was probably the one for me. Um, my favourite player of all time, and Paul's, he's not going to come back on, so he's, he's also agreed with me, is, is the original Ronaldo. Um, yeah. What an absolute baller. Uh, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves on a world scene. I mean, from 98 to 2002, he was untouchable. Even after yeah. that, two, when he, like, he scored the hat-trick against United. And he absolutely destroyed him when he was like 18, 19 stone. And he's like gliding past them like they're not even there. And yeah, Paul's, Paul's exactly the same. Paul said that he's uh, the first player that he, he his first favourite player was Martin Granger as well. Um, and I can understand why, because that left that left peg was unreal. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do think that's a, that is a sad thing that, that like kids today just love following them on Instagram and stuff like that. They don't get to, they don't have to like travel through, go into the shop and hope that there's a match magazine or a shoe. Yeah. Or, um, or yeah, I remember cutting out like, cutting out pictures of the newspaper as well, like the sun or and just cutting out pictures yeah. of like Shearer or Michael Owen or whatever and just using that Stan as a poster. Collimore. Stan Collymore, yeah. Before the arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this this podcast. Um, right, I'm going to uh, wrap it up there because um, I have to pack because I'm going to a wedding this weekend. Um, I will see you again soon from Andrew Clark, Paul Clark, who's had to leave, and Daniel Hargreaves and his nipples. I'll be you. See you. See you.